I was just going to say, no wonder you went on a spiritual journey after that. (laughs) That was like the last straw. That was the last straw. (laughs) You got to get yourself off the apps and get yourself into your spiritual journey. My time cannot be spent trying to pick up lines like that. Just no. Welcome to the Vegan Life Coach Podcast, where we coach you to coach yourself. And now it's time to become plant empowered with your co-hosts, 25-year vegan Ella Majors and mindset master, Stephanie Aguilar. Hey, hey, Empowered Vegan Lifers, Ella here with my co-host. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Ella. What are you doing? What am I doing? (laughs) I don't know, but we just hopped on. I was thinking about what I wanted to share today, and then I remembered that on our last episode, we left it, there was a little bit of a cliffhanger. There was a cliffhanger. You hadn't quite decided if you were going to jump in the cold tank again. This is the case. So I've got news the night before. Oh, wait, let's do a little summary here of last time. Just go back and watch or listen. Yeah. Little recap. Yeah. Recap. So last Friday I did a Wim Hof guided breathing session with a Wim Hof certified instructor. We did a breathing session followed by cold exposure, which involved getting in a freezer full of ice cold water for two minutes. And it was the most horrific experience of my life. (laughs) Not really. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I have a thing about the cold and we kind of had this realization that maybe I died by freezing to death in a past life. And you know, this is how serious we're talking, but I did it. And I was very proud of myself and I love Wim Hof. I love Wim Hof's breathing. I believe in his stuff, but cold just doesn't seem to work very well for me. So I had committed to two sessions and this past Friday was supposed to be my second session. And all week long, I was you know, debating because I committed and I've got this thing about once you commit, right. I want to fulfill my commitment to myself. I know nobody else gives a shit if I go and get in the cold water, but you know, I did because I made that commitment. So the night before Stephanie, I was up all night and I was replaying in my head over and over again, the moment of getting in that water. And every time I would replay and then I would tell myself, you know, I do my whole self-coaching. I observe that thought and I'd say, Ella, this is really ridiculous because you're living this over and over again. And that is not very helpful. You just have to do it once. And then, you know, if you decide to do it again, you're just doing it that one time. Why am I living it over and over again? So I'm battling, battling, battling. And then it hit me. I am operating from a place of should. Mm -hmm. And when that hit me, I immediately released myself. I gave myself permission to say, I'm not doing this again. And I like almost started just laughing and crying at the same time. I was so relieved. I woke up then so happy. So no, I did not go back and do session number two. What was your prediction? Did you have a little prediction? Did you have like a, I think percentage wise, I'm 50, 50 or. I had a hope that you would give yourself a break and say, I don't have to do this. And that your bigger commitment, you would see that the bigger commitment was to yourself to not put yourself through a very miserable situation for you. (laughs) (laughs) And I do not want to discourage anybody else 
from doing this. I am telling you guys, there was so many people that were there because they were addicted to it. A lot of people are going three times a week because it gives them such benefits and it's exhilarating and the anti-inflammatory response. You know, there's so many benefits to doing this cold exposure. So I'm not poo-pooing right. <laughs> that no. experience whatsoever. So just to no. make that clear, I just decided it wasn't for me, at least not at this time. And I did it once and I'm, yes, happy that I did it once and I might go back and do it again. I have another session that I can use. And if I have a friend who says, I want to go do it and maybe it'll be right. And I'm leaving that door open, but for now I am very happy not to. And guess what I might be doing? <laughs> guess what opportunity presented itself just yesterday, randomly. Tell me a sweat lodge. <laughs> I feel like that sounds more your speed. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, somebody yeah. in my Budokan class came up to me after and he's like, I feel your energy. I feel like this might be something for you. We're doing a sweat lodge. He has a place in his backyard. They have this whole Nirvana situation set up with a sweat lodge and other very cool things. So he invited me to come do the sweat lodge. So I might be doing that this weekend. I love that. Yeah. I actually have a sweat lodge story that I think people would find interesting. Oh, do we get to hear this? Yes. Well, of course there are several indigenous populations within the prison and the sweat lodge is a very, I mean, I can't even tell you what an incredible experience it was, but a couple times a year, they would invite staff and women staff to come into the sweat lodge in prison. And it was remarkable, mm. really. I don't have words for it. It was that kind of impactful, wow. but to even be invited was, I mean, just such a privilege to be there and to experience that, you know, with people that are kind of on the fringes of our society because of the crimes they've committed, but then to see them now embracing that spirituality that it is such a part of their culture. And mm. it was absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Some people might not know your day job. Oh yes. I do work for uh, the prison system. So <laughs> yeah, I kind of forget. Yes. People maybe don't know. Some so yeah. yes, yes. So this was an experience I had while I was working inside a penitentiary. Wow. Was there any breakthroughs in particular that happened while you're there? Did you have any realizations? Was it just about the whole experience? Did you feel cleansed? Like what was the result for you? I felt very overwhelmed hmm. in my experience, as far as, you know, being a staff member, I kind of left my emotions at the door and this was a very immersive experience, mind, body, soul kind of thing which I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. I kind of expected me just to be an observer and it didn't necessarily happen that way. So afterwards, no, I don't know that I, there were a lot of things. I don't know. It's very hard to put it into words. Yeah. Very yeah. hard to put the experience into words. So, well, I can't wait to experience it myself and then we can share maybe some words about it. Yeah. Together. Some notes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, one thing that we haven't done in a while is talked about favorite vegan cruelty-free products. Do you have any this week? I do. I do. And it is perfect for this surge in COVID. 
actually. Okay. Oh, this is good. Timely. Yes. So I was actually contacted by this company and offered a pack of, it's called basis and it's to add to water. It's kind of a replacement for say like Gatorade. Okay. Or if you've seen that IB all vegan, although they have not, they are going through the certification. They're kind of a newer company, but they are all vegan, all natural. And I have to tell you that this was kind of a lifesaver during our little COVID hit here in our house mm. because we didn't. So is it like a powder? It's a powder. You add it to water, shake it up, and it really does provide a noticeable difference in hydration for me. So they gave us a little boost for our listeners. It's 20% off using the code vegan life coach. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I can't wait to try. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's great stuff. Amazing. Great stuff. Well, yeah. I'll need it when I go in the sweat lodge. You definitely should have some. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. like a great thing. Well, I've got one more little funny story. I know we've got a fantastic training coming up, but I just have a little funny story if you want to tell know. me. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about the fact that I'm getting myself out there dating again. Yes. Right? Yes. And I have to share the worst pickup line I've probably ever ever heard in my life that was given to me on a dating app. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> for those who don't know, I'm trying out some different dating apps. Some of them are vegan or veg friendly. Some of them are more mainstream. Actually, as of last week, I kind of stopped all of them, to be honest with you. And yeah, yeah, I'm just so wrapped up in living right now. And mm learning and being curious. And I feel like I'm having this kind of inner evolution as we speak, lots of spiritual awakenings that I'm starting to have. And it was getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel very content with working on surrounding myself and putting myself in places where I'm around like-minded people mm -hmm. and who are on similar journeys. And yeah. I just think that that's going to be the way it's going to go. Yeah. But to get back to this story from uh, Guillermo, so he asked me on the message in the app, it said, is your last name Gillette? <laughs> I said, I can almost guess. Because you're the best a man can get. <laughs> oh, Guillermo. I was like, are you serious? Are you serious? Gillette. I believe they still test on animals too. I don't want to say that for, but I'm pretty sure. So anyway, they're not a vegan company. So that made it even worse. <laughs> Maybe if it was like, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It wasn't a vegan company, but that's not the point. <laughs> you know, that is so bad that I bet if he's quirky enough, it works sometimes. It is. That's what I was thinking. It is so bad. So bad. So bad that it's kind of good. That is kind of good. But oh, Guillermo. But no. Guillermo needs to step up his game a little. That didn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, today's train. What? Were you going to say something? <laughs> I was just going to say, no wonder you went on a spiritual journey yeah. after that. <laughs> I was like the last straw. 
That was the last straw. <laughs> you gotta get yourself off the apps and oh. get yourself into your spiritual journey. <laughs> My time cannot be spent trying to pick up lines like that. Just no, 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 no. I got <laughs> got other things to do. My goodness, <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy. All right. What are we talking about today, Stephanie? We are talking about getting out of the anxiety loop. This yes. is huge. I just think you know, every year it seems like every month, it seems like there's just so much anxiety in the air in this world. And like, it's just, we've talked about anxiety before, but now more than ever. Yes. I think this is so important to be able to handle that in a healthy way. Yeah. Especially in our young people too, and helping your children, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do get into the physical effects of it too, of, you know, spending that energy there and how that affects us and our sympathetic nervous system. So all the more reason to look at it and get off that train to nowhere. Yeah. You guys get ready to make some really powerful shifts. This one's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right. It is time for your weekly dose of coaching. Let's get to it. Anxiety has been a relatively constant destination for much of my life. It is as familiar to me as my hometown or any neighborhood I've ever lived in. The fact is that as uncomfortable as excessive worry is, there have been periods of time in my life when it was actually more comfortable to be in an anxiety loop than out of one. And if I was out of one, I would be worried about not being in one because that would somehow mean that I had missed something. I was late to the worry party. I was forgetting a key thing to worry about. I had missed the anxiety train. (laughs) I'm guessing there's a number of you laughing right now because when said out loud, it sounds ridiculous, but also because this shoe fits you too. You can relate to the endless hours of days of energy spent in useless cycles of anxiety, trying to be prepared for any and all outcomes. You see, as warriors, we keep the world together with the power of our anxiety alone. (laughs) We've prepared for every single unlikely event by thinking our way into a frenzied state so that everyone around us can be calm, cool, and collected. Don't worry, world. We are doing it for you. (laughs) but let's break this down a little bit more seriously by looking at the thought processes that keep us locked in this train of nowhere. Our brains get stuck when something isn't quite tracking. We have to come back to that incongruity over and over and over again, because our brains like things to make sense. When we engage in thoughts that produce anxiety That is the signal that things don't meet the logic test that our brains are built for. Therefore, we keep coming back to the spot where it doesn't make sense in the light of our experience of the world. Most of our anxious thoughts come in the language of what ifs. We lean into the sense that something is wrong when the reality is that we are only posing the question to ourselves of what if. What ifs have no basis in the present and therefore no basis in the objective reality. What ifs are based in the future? We are placing our minds in a future state 
trying to prepare for events that are not actually taking place. We're trying to control the uncontrollable. The truth of what ifs is that these gloomy scenarios and outcomes that we find ourselves trying to prepare for mostly never actually become reality. But the effects of this rumination do become reality by taking their toll on our bodies and our minds. There are a number of physical ways that we can be completely hijacked by our anxious feelings and sensations within our bodies. Headaches, digestive problems, shaking, nausea, tightness in the chest, difficulty breathing, tightness and aches in the muscles, fatigue, brain fog. These are all physical manifestations of anxiety. Anxiety triggers our sympathetic nervous system, flooding our bodies with powerful hormones, which are supposed to be reserved for actual in the present threats to our safety. Further, we can engage in unhealthy coping behaviors to deal with this anxiety and lead to other physical problems, such as turning to unhealthy substances or overconsumption. I don't know about you, but I used to think a few brownies was essential fuel for my fight or flight response. And that is so not so. (laughs) Anxiety by its very nature can be all consuming. We become overwhelmed with a sense of dread. We can be too locked into that loop that thinking rationally seems nearly impossible. But, and here's the big but, there can come those moments of clarity. We can control the destination and step out of the anxiety trait. We realize that though we may not be able to control every thought that pops into our heads, We can control our responses to those thoughts. In this way, we finally come to the proverbial fork in the road. This is where we get to choose to employ some strategies to bring relief as well as congruence. We can get unstuck and get on to more productive thoughts that have a basis in the present. So, of course, one strategy that I'm going to give you is that, and this is one that we teach our clients and we talk about a lot on our podcast We've presented this here on this podcast, and that's our self-empowerment coaching system. As a system, builds a framework into challenging those thoughts. So I would encourage you to go back to those episodes and lean into that powerful tool. But sometimes you need a few tools before you can get to that kind of logic and to that framework. Our first one I'm going to suggest is just breathing. Simple, easy, you're doing it anyway, so just focus in. This works because breathing is always in the present. It is always in the now. It removes us from the future state. Focus on the in and the out of the breath by breathing very slowly, very deeply. This can have immediate and major impact because it's actually calming and slowing down our entire body systems. By calming the physical effects of anxiety allows us the space to then engage with the root cause of the anxiety, which is our thoughts. I would also suggest doing this by using a self-inquiry method. This is from the work of Byron Katie. I highly recommend her book, Loving What Is, and it's just a checklist of questions to ask yourself to challenge the accuracy of your anxiety thoughts. Number one, is it true? Number two, 
Can you absolutely know it is true? Number three, what happens if you believe this thought? And number four, who would you be without this thought? This checklist allows us to challenge whether or not our anxieties are based in facts and reality. It then asks us to reflect on those harmful effects of choosing to believe the anxious thoughts. And then finally, it just invites us to analyze how much better we'd feel without the anxiety, who we would actually be able to be if all the energy we were using and in the engaging in the anxious anxiety loop were placed somewhere else. And that somewhere else is being our best selves. Challenging the thought brings us the benefit of breaking free from that thought. It becomes so easy to think that our anxious thought is true, that our anxious thought is what is really going on in the external world. But the real problem is that that thought is only what we think is going on in the world. It isn't necessarily the truth. Yes, there are real life issues, but when our thinking is clear, when we are actually present, we are actually better equipped to manage real life, real time issues, rather than being locked in those made up scenarios in our heads. And in that way, we can get off the anxiety train to nowhere. 